Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 45 of the So Free Art podcast, <laughs> podcast, which is a little podcast I do about art and things. And this one's going to be more about the things because it's going to be all about holotropic breath work, which is something I spoke about on the last episode, also known as shamanic breathing. So that's what the main topic is. We've also got the fascinating fact number four, which is going to be to do with breaths and breathing. We've got little art tip 22, which is going to be all about the colour of your art tools. And the book book number nine is a book called Sophie's World. So that's the other things coming up. And I think that's it. So you can find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com and you can find videos at youtube.com slash sophielawson. But let's get into the main topic, which is holotropic breath work. And I'll put links in the show notes because, well, there's a really good video that I've been, that I've like learnt from and he calls it shamanic breathing. But he explains in there about how you have to make sure you're doing it right and everything because it can be dangerous. But, so if you follow that video, um, you'll know what you're sort of getting into and stuff. But I just wanted more to talk about one thing that happened. And I just wanted to talk about it because it's, it, I, I don't know, I just want to talk about it. So what you're doing is you're breathing without stopping. So you're going like, And you're doing that for like an extended period of time. And at first I could only do it for about five minutes. Because it it's quite, because it's so weird. And so different to anything you've probably done before. It, I just found it really uncomfortable. So I could only do about five minutes. And I think I've been doing it for about two weeks now. And I've managed to get it up to 40 minutes. And it's funny because at, at the start I was trying to do 30 minutes. I could only do like five to ten minutes and and then it got to a point where I was just begging for the alarm to go off when it went like to hit the 30 minutes and I was always getting about 25 minutes and then suddenly it clicked and now the alarm will go off at 40 minutes and I've found myself saying no I want to stay here it's like the time seems to be speeding up a, a lot more now and um but I am stopping when the, when the alarm goes off at forty minutes. I am stopping because he says on that video, he says to take it slowly um, and not build up to it and not like try to do too much too soon because we'll just take it take it a bit slow and steady basically. So that's what I've been doing. The reasons that you want to do this there's like a million reasons really. You can it helps with healing. You can. You're just going to go inside yourself. And if you've got anything like negative thoughts, things that need healing, it's going to bring them to the surface. And like, I've been meditating now since 2013. And I've had some really quite deep meditations. Uh, one of them in 2013, I was like face to face with this. It was basically like a, a creature, a fear creature. Um, and it was my 
it was it was just a manifestation of pure fear and I was like really scared of it but I stayed in this meditation for about it was about an hour and then when it finished I was covered in sweat I was so scared because it felt so real I'm convinced that when sometimes when you're meditating you're actually going somewhere because I don't think it's all in your head I think you are going somewhere so this one was like one of the most scariest ones I've ever done and it was so scary that because up until that point I'd always been suffering with panic attacks and like anxiety social anxiety but panic attacks really quite bad around people and after this meditation I ended up having for about 24 hours really bad panic attacks and it was so bad that I thought I'm never doing meditation again because I, I thought I don't want to I don't want anything to do with this it's it was like quite scary but when I got home the next day even though I was scared I just forced myself to go in there and do another meditation and I ended up having the most beautiful meditation that I've ever had and what happened was the fear creature came back but I wasn't scared of it it's almost as if by going into that meditation and facing the fear it somehow allowed me to let go of it and what happened was I can still remember it it's one of those things that I'm going to talk about it later sometimes I'll have a, a vision in a meditation or something and I just wish I could draw and paint better so that I could actually recreate what I'm seeing and this was one of those moments because what I saw was the fear creature was there but suddenly and I was there as well and suddenly another creature came which was like it to me it felt like a pure love creature and all three of us were sitting together holding hands and I watched I watched the love creature basically like melt into my arm it took over me but it also melted into this fear creature and took over the fear creature and I remember the fear creature turned to me looked at me and it had this it had this look as if it was amazing look it was a look as if I can't believe you've actually beat it was, well let's it was as if it was saying I can't believe you've actually faced me and managed to beat me <laughs> but then it just before it turned into this pure love creature because it was it's like its face was still this fear looking creature it looked at me with a look as if as if it was proud of me and then it turned into this love creature and all three of us flew off into the distance and ever since then I have not had any panic attacks uh, maybe the odd one but nothing like that because back then they used to like like become circular where I would have a panic attack and then I would have a I'd be panicking that I'm going to have a panic attack and then it would just keep triggering it like that that's never happened since then and that was one of those days when I knew I really got like the power of meditation but the thing with holotropic breathwork is it's like that but on like it's just way more advanced it's like you're going really deep quickly because with meditation what I find sometimes is I try too hard to I try too hard sometimes and it, I find it quite hard to let go especially letting go of thoughts but with this holotropic breath work it's much easier to let go of thoughts but it's quite weird because I'll do the 40 minutes I'll do the 40 minutes of the breathing 
And then straight after that, I'll go into a 30 minute meditation. Um, and I'll put links in the show notes to all of the videos and stuff that I use. And it's it's actually the 30 minute meditation after where I'm seeing like the the sort of visuals and stuff. So during the breath work, I'm I'm feeling things, but I'm seeing things more when I stop the breathing and just relax into a like a normal meditation state. But I really, I do recommend watching that video and trying it for yourself, because um, it is just, it's just a really weird thing, and I'm, I, I'm trying to work out what it is really, and I, I, I'm just going to have to research it more. But what I'm going to talk about is one moment that happened. So <laughs> I'm, I'm bouncing around everywhere because um, I've got like thousands of things I want to talk about, but I'm trying to keep these podcasts on one topic. And that's the thing, I, I want to do podcasts about spiritual stuff, because I'm really, this is the thing, once doing this holotropic breath work, something's happened where it's, it's like it's opened a door, and it's just making me want to go really deep into, I just really want to go deep, because um, I can tell that there's something, what I think is, I think inside of us, there's something hidden inside of us, and it's waiting for us to find it. That's what it feels like. So, some of the things that happened before this one like vision thing I had was, I tend to, it's a little bit rude, I talked about it on the last podcast, but this holotropic breath work seems to stimulate the willy. <laughs> so, and it's weird because I'm not thinking of anything. There's no sexual thoughts or anything. But it seems to create like a pure pleasure feeling. And this I was thinking about this because I thought about something. A few years ago I was listening to a podcast about transgender people. It was a couple of transgender people talking about transitioning. And one of them said she always wondered and she had a little bit of a fear as to whether tran- being transgender was nothing more than like a sexual thing to her. Because she would often get, like, erections, basically. And so it, it bothered her. But then one day, because she was also an artist, one day she said she was doing a drawing. She was so into the drawing, or the painting, that she ended up getting an erection. And that triggered something for her, where she realised that you can have such... You can be lost in something so much and have such a sort of a pleasure feeling it creates a sexual sensation and it was then that she realized that when she's when she was like dressing up because she was still she was still at the time male and only dressing up as female it whenever she dressed up she would get a sexual feeling and it was then that she realized it was nothing to do with that it was pure pleasure and this is exactly what i have learned with this like holotropic breath work so at first the first one, I couldn't really handle it. I talked about it on the last podcast. Because this, like, the pleasure feeling came up. And I didn't know what to do. So, But then it happened the next day. And because I'd, I had dealt with it the day before, this time, when it, when it started, I could just sit with it and accept it. And ever since, it still happens. But I don't know, it's as if you're not putting your thoughts on it. So it... It is quite a really important, it's, a, it's sort of a good little lesson there. 
that you can you can sort of train your mind to ignore anything even a pure pleasure feeling but what it does is it makes me wonder what the heck is going on to when all you're doing because this happens after the breathing is during the meditation what is going on to create that feeling when you're not thinking of anything and this is what i'm saying there there's something going on that we don't know about like inside of us and i'm just finding the whole thing really fascinating so what's going to talk about ah there's something else this is this is amazing this is really it's kind of a little bit disgusting really but I'm going to talk about it because it's just, it's quite funny as well. So I was doing that holotropic, I was doing that holotropic breath work. I'd finished my meditation for 30 minutes. And what I always do is I always write down very brief notes of what I've experienced in the meditation just so that I can sort of track what's happening. So I was, I was on the bed writing things down. Now I still had at the time an erection. I don't like saying that word, so but I, I it was still there, and I was writing. I was completely ignoring it, and then all of a sudden, from nowhere, it was as if somebody got a fire hose, <laughs> and started spraying water all over the bed. That's what happened. Like a load of wee came out, and I quickly ran to the toilet. I was able to hold it in. I quickly ran to the toilet, and I swear for about a minute, water was just gushing out like full speed i've never seen anything like it and again it's during the holotropic breath work i've i've noticed this tightening sensation in my like belly so i started looking online and it's one of the chakras is actually in that in the same place where this tightening is happening and when i start the meditation that tightening goes away and that's when this because what i see is i see this like green energy it's like a green energy wave coming out of it's as if it's coming out of me and it's going into this like blue purple like sphere or orb that's in front of me and when that when that starts happening that's when the willy starts waking up but i'm not thinking of anything so it's it's very weird but i'm thinking god uh, there's a million things i want to say so with with meditation, like for instance, I do automatic writing, which is where you write without thinking. And I've definitely felt like I'm communicating with something that isn't me. Because some of the stuff that comes out in that writing, there's no way some of that I could have come up with. But there's always that thought in the back of your head that maybe, maybe it is just like you writing it. Same with lucid dreaming. You, you have these amazing experiences and you're convinced you're talking to things like entities that aren't you because the thing is that everything is so vivid in lucid dreams it just feels real it feels more real than real but there's always that thought in the back of your head is of am i just making this all up in my head and the same thing goes on with just regular meditations but this holotropic breath work is this is why it's much deeper it's totally different and there's no doubt that you are dealing with something different. It's like an external source or something. Like a tomato sauce. <laughs> no, it's like you're dealing with an external source. And that's why 
you can't help but feel like whatever's going to happen you can't help but feel it and this is why i think it's triggering these pure pleasure feelings but i'd imagine if it it would do the same with fear so if if it was triggering a fear thing i'm going to imagine that is going to be just like an insane feeling of fear probably i would imagine it's actually going to be just like that meditation i had it might be might be more but it like this um what you see and feel you definitely come away knowing that you're dealing with something you're dealing with something different basically and i know this might make me sound like a crazy person talking about this stuff but i would just say like try it for yourself and you might end up realizing that you're a crazy person as well <laughs> like maybe everyone is a crazy person and maybe then you realize that nobody's crazy like this isn't crazy this is actually what's really going on so i've gone all over the place but i want to talk about this one little moment that i had which it's just left me free wondering what the heck is going on so this was actually during i think this was happening during the holotropic breath work i was getting little flashes of it but um i was feeling during the holotropic breath work i was feeling it more Whereas during the meditation after, I started to see it. So what happened was, I was doing it, and I started to get this sense of a... I started to get this sense of a planet being destroyed. And then I I was... I, I just got hit with this insane sadness. So I'm doing the breathing, but at the same time I'm crying my eyes out. And I was crying so much that I was doing that thing that children do where they're like they're sobbing so much that they can't breathe so even though i was doing the, the breathing thing i was also like <laughs> sobbing like breathe not being able to breathe with the sobbing but so that was the first thing i thought that was a bit weird but then a moment later another thing came back where i saw or i felt like an an alien basically in a spaceship watching his planet being destroyed and again i just felt such sadness and that went away so then that's uh, there was a couple other things as well and then that finished and i went into the meditation afterwards the like the awakening of the willy started hey it's like an awakening (laughs) yeah the awakening of the willy started up the this green energy started up This green energy is amazing. I've actually felt it before during a Reiki session. Like with a Reiki healing. It's just... That comes with this feeling of like... Like love really. So that started up. And then all of a sudden... What I saw was... I saw this... And this is one of those things where I wish I could draw and paint what I see. Because I can still see it. So if... And I, I did a little sketch afterwards... What I saw was, I saw a bunch of basically really primitive, like, humans. And there was one of them. They just seemed so innocent. They seemed like children. So innocent. Like, carefree. They seemed really simple, but, like, just really happy. And what happened, what what it was, was there was this, there was this being in front of them, holding a... It was like a blue pyramid that was glowing. 
and these little monkey people <laughs> they were one of this one that's right in front of it there was like a group of them sitting around watching this other one and this one that was standing up he was like jumping around as if like he was like going as, as if like look at this glowing pyramid it was, it was as if like he had never seen anything like it before and this being that was holding it he had it out in front of him as if he was like saying look it, it was like he was inviting the mon the monkey man in and i watched as the monkey man put his finger onto the pyramid and i just felt that all of the information it was like i, I felt like a load of knowledge from this pyramid which i think was also inside of this being it went into this like monkey man and I just felt sadness as if because it I suddenly it was like in that one moment I felt a million things at once it was like I, I knew that that little monkey man was going to become us and that basically it's that it's that being with the pyramid that gave us the knowledge and I just felt sadness because I thought the monkey man he was like a little baby is curious like if there's if there's a flame, a baby is probably going to put his fingers in it because he, he doesn't know what it is. And obviously that's not good for anyone. And it felt to me like that monkey man shouldn't have, well, he did, so he, he should have. But I just felt like if only that monkey man knew what he was getting into, he probably wouldn't have touched it. And then we would have just stayed this like simple being. But that's what it felt like. And then... I kept, once that meditation was all over, because this was very vivid as well, I just I just sort of thought, where did all of this come from? And it just felt so real. So I started looking online and researching into all of this. And this is why I want to go deep with this stuff. But I started finding out about this thing called the war in heaven. And if you go on YouTube, I'll put links in the show notes. There's actually, there's these remote viewers and... With remote viewing, what they do is they have a target and they, do, they don't know what they're remote viewing. And basically they will describe what they're seeing without knowing what, what they're supposed to be looking at. And there will be like a group of them doing it. And the thing that's amazing is all... So on this video there's three of them and the target was the war in heaven. And all three of them came up with like basically the same sort of stories and it all links in with what is actually out in the sky like the astral belt which is now just a bunch of like rocks flying about basically and this is this is where it just gets insane so if you start looking at like the ancient cultures and stuff all the scriptures they're all they're <laughs> and like the pyramids and stuff like that it's all based around astronomical stuff but the thing is all these scriptures are explaining things that are happening now and if you look at it it's it's like they're talking about ai virtual reality and stuff like this and basically aliens but i think the aliens are actually what i think is i think they're time traveling so i think they're from the future i know some of this sounds mental but it's just what i'm thinking at the moment but I think time travel is involved somehow, but when I started looking at it, this the astral belt used used to be this planet between 
I think it was Venus and Mars or something. And then also, because these remote viewers, they said about Mars, what, what happened was there was this war. This is what the remote viewer said. There was this war between Mars and this other planet. And basically, Mars ended up destroying this other planet. And the location of it is where this astral belt is. And in this remote viewing and stuff, and in the scriptures and everything, it talks about like Mars being destroyed with these fireballs. And then if you look at Mars, he says in the video, half of the Mars is covered with like comets or craters where if that planet had been destroyed, it's only half, the half of it would have been hit. And then I started thinking, like if that's happened, imagine if you was in the sky and you saw your planet being destroyed. You've basically lost your home. Mars would also most likely have been destroyed as well because if half of it's been hit with like all these fire rocks it's probably going to trigger who knows what it's going to do but you just you start looking at mars as well because i'm really into space and everything like that i've always been into space and planets and stuff and you just when you start looking at everything i swear everything is linking to the same thing and it's not just that it's even the scientists like with all the quantum stuff even that is all starting to explain everything and it's it's just kind of amazing how everything is seemingly heading in the same direction but i started thinking how can it be that this like meditation thing can trigger this vision which felt so real and then you start looking into it and it's possible that stuff like that is actually going on so i just find the whole thing fascinating to be honest and really I wanted to talk about it on a podcast because it's all I've been thinking about ever since but the other thing about this holotropic breath work well this is the other thing because you would think that if this little person this little alien was in his spaceship and he saw his planet getting destroyed and then he also saw that Mars got destroyed you would have you'd basically go to the next planet the next available planet which would be Earth and who knows maybe that is how it all started so if nothing else it's just got me thinking really and um i wanted to talk about it on the podcast because I, I find the whole thing fascinating so that's where i'm at at the moment um but also the really weird thing is this does actually affect your dreams so ever since i've started doing this holotropic breath work my dreams have got really like quite trippy as well where i've been i've been waking up like well i've been waking up hearing the other day I woke up and I heard a voice talking to me and I, because I, my eyes were shut and I, I was, I was certain if I opened my eyes I would have actually have seen it because I was like awake but I was still asleep if, I was awake but still half asleep and this voice was talking to me saying I love you, you need me, I will look after you or something but it was talking, it sounded to me like a dragon, like a dragon's voice, like a really boomy voice you would think it was a scary voice but yeah it was saying really nice things um and then there's just been so many things and i've been waking up saying i'm talking to dead people i've been dreaming about like weird alien people and stuff it's it's just really weird but i'm really um enjoying it and so i'm just going to keep going with it 
And it is one of these things that once it starts, it's very easy to just get lost in like the rabbit hole of it all, really. But I'm convinced there is definitely something going on in this reality that we don't know. And it all started really with the lucid dreaming last year. That's when I started to realise that this reality is not what we think. And it's just a case of trying to work out, or is it? Do we have to try and work out what it is, or do we just... I don't know. For some reason, I just want to keep... I've got... Like, I just want to know. I just want to keep digging. Because I know that inside of us is... There's something inside of us that wants to tell us. But I think we have to, like, really put the effort in to find it. That's basically this week's topic, really. It's all about holotropic breathwork. If, if you really want to experience something totally different, I'd... I'd totally recommend trying it, but watch that video first. It's a really good video. He he talks about how to do it, why to do it. He shows a like a real time demo of him actually doing the breathing. And then um, what I do is I'll I link to some music that I listen to because I've got this really cool music. Actually, I think I got it on here. If I put this music on, you can hear what it sounds like. It's like really, it's um, sh- like drumming, shamanic drumming, and it just it seems to get me into a really good place. So let's see if we've got it here. Yep, here here it is. Listen to the first one on this. What I do is I I start this video up, and with what I do is I I normally um. For three minutes, I just lie down listening to this before I start the timer. So with this one, it, I can't help but dance to this one. I just love this. And this video, this music goes on for... Oh yeah, it gets really good, look. I love that bit. so i'll link to that in the show notes and it gets it changes that's the really high paced one but it gets a lot slower later on and it's it's got a good rhythm to breathe to so it's much slower and i find that really good to to do this breathing to so I'll put links to everything in the show notes. And that's basically it really for the main topic. <laughs> if we start with this week's fascinating fact, because it is to do with breathing. And the fascinating fact is that we breathe. The average person, if you live to 80, you're going to have done about 600 million breaths. <laughs> which works out at about 960 breaths in an hour. 23,000 breaths a day and I think it is 8 million breaths a year so that's I just found that fascinating 600 million breaths if you live to the age of 80 (coughs) sort of related I heard on a podcast I think 
I think it was, I don't know who it was, there was a, there was a YouTube video I was watching, and he actually said on there that they, like in the ancient times and stuff, they, they thought that when you come into this life, you have a set number of heartbeats, and when those heartbeats have run out, that's when you die, which is a bit weird, but it's kind of related. It reminds me of something, actually, because I was thinking, like, with that holotropic breath work, with that breathing thing, with me seeing that vision of, like, the planet being destroyed and stuff, I started, I started, it made me think about maybe you're accessing what they call the Akashic Records, which is, it's what the ancient said is where you can access all knowledge, like past and present, which, when you look at it now, all that would be is, like, a database. If this is a virtual reality if this is like a simulation of virtual reality that would mean the whole of time could be stored in a database so that's what that would be but it made me think that maybe everything is stored in that database and when you're meditating you're sort of accessing it and maybe i i just accessed that bit with the like the planet being destroyed so but this also goes in with the heartbeat thing is that that could be if you're born and all we are is data. It doesn't mean like we're insignificant because who knows what we really are. And but like say we're born and we've got a load of data, like stats. It could be that our heartbeat just our heartbeat does have literally just a number next to it, and that number is ticking down. <laughs> and then when it hits zero, that's when it's when it's all over. So even that would make sense if it's a computer system. And then. I could go on for this forever because I've thought about this and everything that seems like weird can be explained because like past lives all that is is all that is is accessing this database but then when you put time travel into it that's how you can have a past life after a previous life because if you die and go out of the system but you have the ability to time travel you the ability to time travel would be getting out of the system and then accessing the database and going back into the database at an earlier point which would be like time travel it gets really it just gets fascinating this like i i loved i've always loved time travel ever since i was tiny i've loved time travel and i always remember like even before i was to enter any of this sort of spiritual stuff and that I, I always used to try to put my head into a place where time... I always put, tried to put myself into a place outside of time. Because I knew that if you could get outside of time, that means nothing and everything exists at the same moment. Which is really weird, but sometimes for like a half a second, I, I'm able to feel it and, and, and sort of understand it. But it's just one of those things that it's like a paradox. But I think, I actually think we are inside of a paradox. I think that's what's going on here. I think we're like, I think we are stuck in some sort of time loop, like a paradox. And I think the aliens that we see in like UFOs, I think that like the greys, I think they could be us in the future, coming back in time. And I'd, whether they're trying to help us or guide us. Like, who knows? But I, that's what I think is going on. I think time travel is involved in this somehow. And I would almost imagine, or would almost predict, 
that the past is going to end up being the future. And what's going to end up happening is we are going to be the ones that create the pyramids. And we're going to be the ones that go back in time and actually create life. Or like we're going to be the ones that go back in time and turn these monkey men (laughs) into like humans. And we are inside of a paradox whereby we need ourselves in order to become ourselves. So I just think that would be amazing. And because what I think is maybe the way to end it is to go back in time before we first went back in time and stop ourselves going back in time. (laughs) I don't know if that's possible. But because if you could do that, you could actually stop like that, that being with the pyramid. If you could stop him or it interacting with the monkey men, like those monkey men could have just evolved into these really peaceful creatures or maybe they wouldn't maybe i don't know but then it just makes me wonder like if there's like even the aliens are fighting if that's what if if what was going on before us was like a war between planets i mean do you really do you really want to be part of something which is always fighting but this this is what goes on to my because I think everything is positive and negative. I think there is not good and bad, it's just positive and negative. So maybe the whole point of this is to try and find balance between positive and negative. And maybe the only way to get there is to go through like this massive amount of conflict. So maybe it is just part of the process. It's the whole thing is fascinating but that sound means it is little art tip and it's the little art tip number 22 and this one might seem sort of insignificant and maybe a bit silly but i think it's a really handy thing so what this is is if you have like a pencil case full of art tools what you want to do is you want to get into the habit of buying different colored art tools because what I what I always used to do was I would always buy, well not always, but most of my art tools were black. I'd have like black mechanical pencils, black fine liners. I'd, I even had a black makeup brush which I used to get away, to rub away like debris. So what I noticed was everything in my pencil case was black. And what it means is if if you keep your stuff in the pencil case... And you need to get in there to get something. You're spending, it might only be like five seconds. But you're spending a little bit of time trying to find your art tool. Whereas if if you start buying everything in different colours. It means you can look in there and instantly see what you want. So those little like five seconds. They're all going to add up. And in the end you're going to end up saving minutes. But not only that, everything looks a lot better. And I, I noticed this a few weeks ago because I bought a, it's a pocket, it's a Pentel pocket brush pen. And it came in black and orange. And I picked up the orange one because I thought I've got so many black tools. And then when I put it in the pencil case, I suddenly realised, yeah, this is much easier to find. So from now on, all my art tools I'm buying in different colours. <laughs> So that's basically this week's little art tip. It's all about being more aware when you're buying your art tools so that you get 
you don't buy a load of the same colour because you might end up buying a load of pink ones or something and in the end that will get a bit confusing but that's that and that means it's time for this week's book book which is book book number nine and it's a book called Sophie's World this is another book that I heard about on a podcast and this one took me ages to read I think I spoke about this on it's around episode 20 of the podcast and I was reading it it must have been a, a good three <laughs> three it must have been a good three months or so that I was reading it because it is a really thick book and I've kept the book it's still in my cupboard but I haven't like looked at it in the last few months so I'm just going to talk about it completely from my head and what this book is is it's unlike any other book that I've ever read and it is a novel mixed with facts so it's almost like you have these two books almost like two parallel timelines really <laughs> but it's like you've got these two books inside of the one book but they're both linked together so it's a really it's a really intelligent book and what it is there's this girl called Sophie who she finds one day she wakes up and finds an envelope addressed to her and it's talking about like philosophers and what happens is she keeps receiving these mess these um letters and she doesn't know who's sending them but they're talking about this other character but it's like talking as if this person knows everything that's going to happen to this Sophie character. So what happens is each chapter is basically like talking about a different philosopher. So what happens is you end up reading and finding facts. It's all truth about all these philosophers throughout the whole of time. And you start finding out why these philosophers believed what they believed, what they believed. And but at the same time, you've got this mystery of who's sending the letters to Sophie. And what's really cool is Sophie's world starts to go a bit weird. So you start, it's got the mystery in it as well. So you're, you're wondering what is going on here. And it's just an amazing book. It's, for me, it's one of my favourite books, actually. And I can't really talk too much else about it because it might spoil it. But if you want to learn about like philosophers because I learnt so much about these philosophers I learnt about this was the first time I'd ever learnt about Plato's because Plato was talking about the Atlantis which again this could all be to do with aliens and stuff and then you had he was talking about Socrates talking about the shadows on the cave wall that's the first time I'd ever heard about that and it's just really really good so if you want to learn about philosophy stuff but have this really fascinating like magical story at the same time I, de I definitely recommend reading Sophie's World but it is a very thick book so if because I'm a very slow reader so it took me it took me a few months you might be able to read it a lot quicker but I'd certainly love that book and I think I think that is it I know this one's been a bit all over the place, but I'm, what's happening is I'm starting to piece all these things that I've been studying and learning about over the years. It feels like all of a sudden things are starting to slot together. And it was actually when 
somebody said something about time travel and it was when somebody said this thing about time travel that I suddenly I started putting everything together and I started thinking like there must be time travel involved in in our reality which sounds mental because like men like time travel just sounds so impossible and like so scientific <laughs> scientific but it, it it sounds so sci-fi and impossible that to think that it could be possible that is just amazing but what happens is when you start doing like lucid dreaming and holotropic breath work when you start seeing and feeling things all of a sudden you you just start to realize that anything is actually possible so i'm quite excited but it's quite hard for me to get everything out i I feel like i'm going to pop with all the stuff i want to talk about (laughs) which is quite funny but that's basically it if you want to find show notes you can find them at sophielawson.com and you can find my videos at youtube.com slash sophielawson oh there's something if you've sent me a message on the contact form on the website which is sophielawson.com slash contact it wasn't actually working for about i think it was three months it had it was accidentally sending the messages to my junk folder <laughs> and I only realised um, just around Christmas time but they've actually all been deleted so I never got to see them so if you sent a message and I didn't reply it's it's because of that so um, I can say sorry it was just a bug on the website but I fixed that now and so you can send messages there or at sophie at sophielawson.com you can send me an email but all that's left is this week's inspirational quote and it goes to well i recently did a new little sophie affirmation on the website which is called when you rush you delay and it shows little sophie tripping over and she's flying through the air (laughs) with all her paints going everywhere so i'll put a link in the show notes but you can find that on sophielawson.com and it's based around a quote I heard probably about a year ago from this monk who has got an amazing, really beautiful voice and he also, he's just got, he's just got a really beautiful way of talking and what am I going to do is, on next week's episode, I'm hoping, it was going to be this week, but I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put together little clips from each of the people who I find really inspiring people like Alan Watts, Ajahn Brah and this guy Venerable Thumpten Funksock it's a very hard name I hope I said that right Venerable Thumpten Funksock I'll put links in the show notes and this amazing quote something I always remind myself of because I I have a habit of rushing and trying to especially like with meditation again like I said with my thoughts sometimes I'm trying so hard because I want to get there as quick as possible when really you actually need to slow down and you'll get there quicker which is what this quote is it's when you rush you delay when you take your time that's when you speed up. Venerable Funtaine Funksock.